You're listening to the Finding Your Future in Food Systems podcast hosted by the North American Food Systems Network. The North American Food Systems Network is a professional development association for people working to strengthen local and regional food systems. In this podcast, we present different businesses and organizations across Europe working to develop food systems in their communities and across the continent. In this episode, we'll be talking about EIT food with Matt. EIT Food accelerates innovation to build a future-fit food system that produces healthy and sustainable food for all. Our goal here is to introduce organizations that you may be able to learn from and get involved with. Now let's dive in and meet our guest. My name is Matt Eastland and I'm the Director of Brand and Digital for EIT Food. I'm also the host of the Food Fight podcast. So my role at EIT Food is to really run like the strategy for all of our branding work, And along with, obviously, my brilliant team, we're also responsible for developing all of the content that goes out across our channels and for managing that content as well. But I've also been uh, the host, like I say, of the Food Fight podcast since, uh, God, it it feels like a very long time ago, but it's actually only since 2020. But we're, I think at the last count, 114 episodes in. Uh, and we're about to launch our, for, our fourth season in October. Uh, and the show is really where we explore like the greatest challenges facing the food system. And I have that privilege of interviewing like leading innovators and entrepreneurs who are looking to solve those challenges. So it's something that brings me an awful lot of joy. So I guess it's probably worth saying that I'm absolutely obsessed with food. I mean, completely obsessed. So I I research about food, I write about food, I talk about food, I grow my own food, I cook, and obviously I love eating food as well. But I use the word obsessed for a very specific reason. So when I was when I was a child, my my dad was in the army and we traveled around the world quite a lot. So even from a very young age i've been exposed to quite a lot of different cultures and different types of cuisines uh, and foodstuffs but also i was um a child of the 90s uh sorry child of the 80s so i say i was a child of the 80s uh, mm-hmm. and back in back in those days you know this was when like processed food had really kind of kicked off and was basically being super encouraged everywhere nobody knew any better so i actually spent uh, a period of my childhood being quite overweight uh, and then uh, later on, in, uh, later on, I actually went to a military school in the UK. There are still a couple of military schools in, in the United Kingdom. Uh, and mainly through just being terrified of the whole process, I actually then lost loads of weight. So uh, I sort of my formative years have, have been like this obsession with sort of food, with health, with diet. And it's allowed me to have like a really strong empathy with uh you know with people who are struggling um and that's kind of been where my love of food came from but then you know you track forward a bit when i was when i was a student i did my masters in renewable energy because i'm super passionate about uh, tech and sustainability but i realized as i was going through it that you know that that passion for food was always there so about five plus years ago i decided to change completely change career uh, and I was looking for a job which married my love of food, tech, and sustainability. And that's what led me to EIT Food. Yeah, amazing. Can you talk about what EIT Food is exactly and what do you do? And basically, like, why does EIT Food exist? Sure. So we are the world's largest food innovation community. So at the last count, I think we had 
600 organizations in our community in its broader sense. Um, we've got about 200 startups alone in the community. Uh, and our mission working together with everyone here is to build a really resilient food system that produces healthy and sustainable food for everyone. We're supported by the European Union. And what we what we do is we invest in, in projects, individuals and organizations who really share our goals and our passion to deliver positive impact in critical areas in the food system, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And our role within that community is we we kind of play, have a real responsibility to kind of connect stakeholders right across the food system uh, to drive change through innovation. Because basically, if you can, if you can get the right people together in the room, uh, all kind of talking about, you know, the best ways forward and to drive innovation, that is really where the magic happens. So that's kind of where we sit across. And I guess, I guess I would say that our our real strength as an organization comes from our, our people and then from the community. So we have teams uh, on the ground across Europe. Um, we've got three main regions, six offices that pretty much run everything we do. And then we work really, really closely with our community. So we work with businesses and universities to kind of help them unlock innovation potential uh, we create and scale startups uh, so that they can bring new technologies and products to market. Uh, we support entrepreneurs and professionals with the skills they need to transform the food system, which I'm sure is you know what your listeners are super interested in. Uh, and we also educate and inspire uh, students and future generations. The other thing as well that we, we're really mindful of is that we make sure that we, we really put consumers at the heart of what we do. So, so often in like innovation process, consumers get forgotten. Um, so we always make sure that they're involved in that innovation process so that ultimately the products and, you know, and services that come off the back of this is uh, are things that actually they want and is what they need. So I guess the way I see EIT Food is really, it's a place where anyone can come at any part of their journey to, to try to fix the food system. Um, you know, so whether it's a young pupil just starting out all the way through to like the biggest organizations around the world, we, we've basically got some sort of solution for you uh, and we can guide you through that process. Wow, that's incredible. Before we kind of dive into more like details of what the work looks like, how would you explain what the work is within food systems? Well, it's it's a really fascinating space, is what I would say, and it's got so many different dimensions to it. So, you know, food systems is literally looking at all the way across the the food value chain, and it, it's acknowledging the fact that when you try to change one thing, you also have to consider the the impact of making that that change. And I think it's it's also about making sure that. You know, people know that it's that it's integrated, you know, that retailers who often sit right in the center, for example, you know, they they hold a lot of power and a lot of influence and, and they're able to make decisions which which impact stakeholders you know, upstream in the food system and also downstream. And it's not just about one individual group. It's about um, everybody working together. And that is something that, you know, EIT Food is all about it's about that collaboration piece like i said that's where we kind of that's where our strength lies so i i think for us yeah food 
food systems is it's about that integrated approach it's making sure that people are collaborating and it's being super mindful of the fact that yeah when you when you try to innovate in one area you, you also have to consider its impact in others yeah so how did eit food first get started if i'm understanding correctly there's eit and then eit food is under that how did it get started and kind of scaled to what it is yeah so so eit uh, which stands for the european institute of innovation and technology so they are they're a body which are funded directly by the european union and their goal was to drive innovation across like global challenge areas so they have nine what they call innovation communities we are one of those communities, so food, but they also have uh, communities for climate, for digital, for health, and in many others as well. And we started back in 2017, coming into 2018, uh, with the goal, like I say, to, to really look at improving the sustainability and health of food. And um, we started off with just really a handful of sort of partners and startups uh, and then since then we have we have grown and grown and grown to to the number i mentioned earlier and yeah it's um it, you know we ourselves have have kind of come from being a being a startup which has been quite amazing to see so we we've started with with the, what we called as well sort of six strategic objectives um, which was very very broad looking at sort of changing the food systems and then over the last few years, we've we started to focus on things which we called, funnily enough, our focus areas. So we had six kind of key focus <laughs> areas. And now where we're at on our on our kind of evolution is that we're we're starting just well, we'll just be about to launch actually a new um call for funding, which is um, our missions uh, framework. So we're going to be taking what we're calling like a missions-based approach. Um, mm-hmm. and what that means is is that um, the starting point for everything we do is about improving outcomes for people and planet. So we now have three missions. So they are healthier lives through food, uh, net zero food system, and slightly longer one, which is reducing risk for a fair and resilient food system. Uh, and in and then what we've what we've done is working with our partners. We've we've heavily researched each of these missions. Uh, led by you know, basically you know, some really amazing thought leaders within our community, but also um, also outside the community. And for actually for your listeners, if they're interested, hopefully they are, uh, you can actually go to our website. And you can download each of those like insights papers on each of these missions, which goes into a lot of depth on you know why these areas are so important and the solutions that um, that uh, that can tackle some of those really big challenges. And what we've done as well is, so we've taken those, so these are kind of like really big, big missions that we're looking at, but we've then researched across each and said, okay, well, actually in the next sort of three to five years, where is the biggest impact that we can have? Um, so in each of those, we've, we've kind of pulled out uh, those those areas. And we've what we've realized is across those missions is that the three sort of priority areas we can focus on now is regenerative agriculture, what we're calling protein diversification, and then finally labeling, packaging, and transparency. So those are the, the kind of the big hitting areas that we're going after now. Yeah. How do you measure the impact and work that EIT Food does in the community with the goals that you have set? 
It's a great question. Um, and in this in this space, it's actually, you know, as soon as you're looking at like social environmental impact, it's actually can be quite hard to measure it. But um, mm-hmm. we take, uh, I think it's called like a systems, um, it's a theory of change. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> a, a theory of change approach, which kind of looks at, okay, well, not just what are the outputs of what you do, but what are the, what are the outcomes and what are the impacts? And we have our um our director of uh, strategy he has a very very complex model of where we kind of track and report on a whole host of different um metrics which are then kind of laddered up to say okay for each of these missions we can prove that for example in healthy lives through food we have reduced uh the incidence of non-communicable diseases for example so we measure lots of different lots of different things across the community and then we basically ladder them up to these like big impact goals gotcha and so how does education kind of play a role in the work that eit food does yeah it's super important so the way that we try to approach all of these challenges is is we rather than just focusing on one area we look at it from multiple different approaches so we have innovation we have business creation we have our public engagement work which is obviously more uh, on the consumer side and then finally we have we have education so the idea is that each of these areas needs to be looking at these look at these challenges together and to your question before about you know systems-based approach it's very much about that it's like you know each aspect of what we do can support and uh, can support each other and you know build much greater outcomes so our our education team they they run a crazy amount of sort of projects and activities um which a lot of which are free and a lot of which you know people I'm, I'm sure in your on your network would be super interested in so for example you can study one of our online courses um so we have about 200,000 learners i think now who've gone through our our online courses which are all most most of which are available for free on FutureLearn um, the online platform so you can start there but we also offer uh, a lots of different in-person programs and activities which which may uh, look to help students in Europe focus on a particular topic so let's say let's take food waste and then basically run hackathons to help them develop those ideas into like fully formed projects and potentially even businesses we also offer a master's in food system, which, oh, wow. yeah, it's 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 really interesting because rather than just sending uh, students just to one university, you actually get sent to three different universities uh, across Europe to, to focus on different areas. And then within that master's in food system, you can then, uh, you have internship opportunities. It's like part of the courses that you get to go into businesses and, and learn about what they do and hopefully apply some of those skills, you know, in an actual practical environment. But there's loads, there's loads to go after. Yeah. So you mentioned that there's a master's of sustainability. What hard skills can someone learn from the, that program? It's a great question. I, I think the the main thing is around it's entrepreneurship and being able to kind of take take an idea and then develop it into, like I say, something which is real and has great impact and actually could then be scaled up uh, into a business. So we teach rather than just like theoretical skills, which of course are super important, 
you know, there's obviously a lot of academic work that goes into it, but it's very much the focus is very much about hands on practical skills, learning how to develop your ideas, learning about, you know, when you pull this lever over here, these are the these are the changes that can happen across the food system. And ultimately, to be able to kind of, you know, focus in on an idea that is super, you know, an area of challenge that is really, really passionate about, and then, you know, scale it up and create it uh, in, you know, into a fully formed idea, potentially a business. And then off the back of it, I think the idea is, is that we want those people to go on and, you know, become food systems thought leaders, start their own businesses, yeah. you know, entrepreneurs, etc. So it's a very, very practical master's. Yeah. What type of roles do you see your alumni going into? Oh God, um across the food system. So uh, I think a number of our a number of the um students who go through all of our programs actually end up in uh like a lot of our startups. So a lot of our startups in the community offer internships to those students who've either been uh, interns or who've gone through the masters or have actually just you know have shown a real passion and a real aptitude for um for this space so a lot of them start their journey uh, in our startups one of our startups mimica who they're looking at how the packaging that the labels that we have on packaging can influence food waste so they've developed something called the bump uh, which is actually like a heat sensitive food label which shows consumers okay actually this food is still fresh so it stops wow. people throwing food away just because they've seen it on the label this expires on this date and um so yeah so a lot of them going to startups a lot of them um also j- end up joining you know like some of the, the the biggest and greatest companies in the world you know through the masters we have we have a lot of sort of partnerships with some big companies like PepsiCo, for example. And for those students who want to kind of carry on those studies, then then obviously you can you can stay in with academia. And uh, and I think that a lot of these students, because of the networks they build up going through these courses, they um yeah they have uh, one foot into a lot of these big universities in Europe. Amazing. And going back to kind of your team, how big is the EIT food team? Uh, I think we're now over 150 people. So we started, wow. we, yeah, we started just with a handful back in 2017. I've been there almost from the start, but yeah, we've, we've grown to about 150, just EIT food now. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we have, we have big plans for continued growth. So, um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's growing and growing. How, what do you credit? such the fast growth like I'm just so impressed by like the growth of your organization and company well every person I mean I spent a lot of time when I in the early days kind of actually speaking to speaking to employees about why they joined and you know every couple of months we we all get onto a like a big call where every employee is there and we introduce new employees and pretty much without fail there is like a consistent theme you know these are people who are looking to change the world through food and well we would say this but we don't think there's a better place to do it and you know I think a lot of people talk about us to into their networks and I think as our as our brand is growing more and more people are aware of us I think it definitely helps to have the backing of EIT behind us but yeah it's just it's just a whole load of incredibly passionate committed people who yeah want to change the food system for the better 
That's great. So you mentioned that EIT Food has a lot of big plans in the future. Could you share a little bit about what those big plans are? Ah, yeah, I can <laughs> share some of them. I can share some of them, I guess. So, I mean, like I say, we we have a big focus on regenerative agriculture. So we're looking at a new regenerative agriculture portfolio, which is a portfolio of different projects um, which have which have then been kind of pulled together into one space that we will be actively looking for investment from so looking at like philanthropic investment from a, from across the world to really look at scaling up regenerative agriculture so that's that's one which is kind of launched but is going to i think is going to be you know much much bigger the other thing actually which is super fascinating is we're going to be launching something called the Consumer Observatory. So it's it's sort of started to kick off already, but our public engagement team, they've been running something called the Trust Tracker um, for the last few years where we've been sort of actively tracking, you know, trust rates in the food system um, and trying to find out, well, you know, why do people trust the food system? Why do they not trust the food system? Who do they trust in the food system and things like that? And now what's happening is we're we're evolving that into this broader uh, project called the Consumer Observatory. And it's really going to be a place where we look at like real kind of consumer trends in across the food system. And then, you know, hopefully what that will mean is that our members uh, can have access to kind of the, the latest consumer trends not just in like retail but literally across the whole food system we'll have a uh, panels of consumers we'll be running you know uh, surveys um, so it's very much sort of qualitative and quantitative and i fully expect that to be like a really big deal for us uh in the future yeah. so just a, just a couple yeah a snippet <laughs> very exciting to keep Keep updated with that. Does EIT Food see itself growing or working beyond Europe? I think so. Yes. Um, I mean, we we know that there's a lot of like global philanthropic funds that actually, whilst they're super interested in what's happening in Europe, they obviously want to have uh, impact at a global level, and you know, we we have global aspirations. We're already talking to a number of different um, partners over in the States. We actually have a number of partners already who who are, you know, not just in Europe, um, but beyond Europe. So we have a number of startups, for example, in Israel. And 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 yeah, and I, I don't think, you know, the, the food system is, you can't look at it in isolation. You know, there are, obviously Europe has a number of different challenges, you know, particularly around things like non-communicable diseases. But actually, even in Europe, you have like huge variations in, uh, of challenges. But actually, in order to impact the food system properly, you know, we need to start looking outwards and, and, and thinking more globally. You know, there's a lot of people out there who are significantly undernourished rather than overnourished, you know, in Western Europe. And in order to have that the, the change and the impact that we want to have, then, yeah, we, we need to be thinking globally. Right. And for our listeners that are interested in getting involved with EIT Food and kind of supporting the work that you do, how can one get involved, whether that's maybe an employment opportunity, are there internship programs, or are there other ways to support that aren't necessarily work-related? Yeah, there's loads. Um, So I think it depends on which part of the journey that you're on. So if you're, Mm -hmm. for example, starting out on your journey, 
and you want to know more about the importance of transforming our food system, then you can look at Food Unfolded. So Food Unfolded are our consumer placing uh, platform and they've got loads of amazing content uh, on there. They're across Instagram. They're doing really, really well. So if if you're just interested and passionate about this space, I, I think I would start there. Also, you know, on the EIT Food website, we spend a lot of time uh, in, you know, researching and writing like really, really solid blogs and articles. Like I've mentioned, our online courses, you know, that looks across the whole food system, the whole uh, food, food chain, lots of different um, free courses you can you can take there. We've obviously got the Food Fight podcast. So if you want to kind of listen to, you know, really like the latest trends and food innovators, then that's a good place to go. If you are a student or even a professional looking to advance your skills, then like I say, we run a number of online learning and in-person courses across Europe. And we have a whole catalogue that you can literally go in and, and, and have a look at um, to see what, what you'd be interested in. I've also mentioned the Masters in Food Systems for those who really want to go deep. If you, for example, you're an entrepreneur uh, or even an aspiring entrepreneur, and I know there's lots, lots of students out there who, who you know, want to go into the world of startups, then we run three different accelerator programs. So, you know, looking at, you know, the, if you've just got a great idea, there's a, an accelerator all the way through to, you know, if, if you've gone through that process and you're now looking to scale up. If you're an organization, uh, when you, no matter how small you'd like to become a partner, then you can. We have different uh, packages, uh, partner level on the website, and also you don't have to be uh, a partner to get involved in our projects. So actually, by the time hope, I think when this podcast goes out, we should have already launched uh, our new what we're calling our impact funding framework. So for those who want to kind of collaborate with our community and get funding, that should have launched by then. And then finally, I think if you just you just want to keep in touch or you want to find out more about what we do, what we do, then then we're on social media. Of course, you can subscribe to our monthly newsletter, which is called the Feed, uh, which gives you all the latest trends and innovations in the food system. And you can go to our website um, and look to join our community. So we have a, an internal community called Food Hive, and actually people mm-hmm. are able to join if you just want to kind of connect and see what it's all about then uh, you can join for a free profile and then finally yeah we run a whole load of events all across europe that offer opportunities to get involved uh, and also just to meet the community so tons of ways that you can kind of access the community and in terms of internships i mean we do offer internships we have a lot of interns these are all mainly focused in the european union for now but of Mm -hmm. course there's loads of internships available in our partner organizations. So I would say join the community and take it from there. Yeah, there are so many projects that EIT Food, it sounds like you're all doing and there's so much to be excited about. Oh, it's amazing. It's a great place to be. Yeah. And if someone is interested in employment, and I think maybe you mentioned this before, is that currently only for European citizens? In EIT Food at the moment, yes. Uh, but like I say, we our community is is not just European. It's also you know we have global partners in there. We have we have partners who are you know whilst they have a base in Europe, they're also multinational, so they're everywhere. So you know they they also offer a lot of internship opportunities. And I think it's one of these things, like I say, where actually if you can join a community, if you can network, 
if you can show you know your passion and you know the, the work that you've been doing it to the right people i think that's a really good a really good way to kind of unlock some internships and in some of these small and big organizations the one other thing i would say as well is something which sort of sits outside uh, of what we do so we've been supporting a group of gen z's called our future food makers and okay. they they have written with our support something they call their menu for change which is looking at different ways that um you know the youth in the food system can can help you know transform it now we support them they're actually now growing into their own community and they are currently looking for um for people across the globe to to join them you know so they're really looking for food activists you know that that is obviously more of a an experience thing and more of a volunteer piece but i i have high hopes for our future food makers so i i, yeah. I think it's a good place to start as well that sounds great and so a lot of our listeners are also you know either transitioning to food systems or looking how they can differentiate themselves when they're applying to employers like eit food or whatever that may be what skills do you think would set them apart like what course from eit food would you recommend to someone that wants to strengthen their profile oh what one course would i recommend that's really tough to say i mean i think it very much depends on and the area of the food system you want to get into um right. i mean we the interns that you know that we take on they can come from a whole host of different areas so i've had interns in my team who've specialized in communications digital marketing for example but they have a real passion for food um and we've had interns who start in the education team who have gone down uh, the more sort of formal uh, education training route and have then kind of graduated and been able to you know show their cvs to the to the right people and you know start an internship in the education team but it very very much depends i my personal view actually is that I think particularly as an intern, what, and this may sound like a cliche, but I think it's absolutely true. I think if you can show that you are super passionate in this space and you can explain to people the impact that you think you can have, I think that that is a good place to start. You know, there are so many people going for so many different uh, placements and internships, but I think what what's always stands out for me is people, yeah. you know, who, who are really, really passionate about this, uh, about food systems and, there are lots of different ways you can you can show that it doesn't have to be academic you know people who are right. doing interesting things already in their community who are volunteering and who can actually show why they're interested in food systems and you know the change that they're already having i think that was that's also super helpful yeah and what advice would you give to someone that's about to make the leap to food systems like why should they work in food systems and kind of make the change well i, I first of all i would say go for it it's such an amazing mm -hmm. space. Um, you know, it's diverse. It changes all the time. Um, I also think that it is evolving rapidly and it's becoming a really like high tech and innovative space. So I don't think you're ever going to be sure of, uh, of career options if, if you enter the space. And actually, it's, a, it's something what I wish that I'd gone into earlier in my career because I was always just like, oh, well, you know, it's just a passion, but it's not something you can make yeah. a career out of. You absolutely can. What advice? What advice would I would I give? Yeah, I think. I mean, again, for me, this is about 
getting involved and networking. So I would join a community, you know, whether it's your community, our community, or a, or a food community out there that you're really interested in. You know, take food waste, for example. There are so many different um, communities out there that, which are sort of dedicated to tackling food waste. And I would, I would get in there and I would, I would network and I would prove myself to, to the right people. And I think that will help really open doors. But like I say, it's it, it's so diverse. And actually, we there is on our on our digital channels. Uh, you you should be mm-hmm. able to check it out out there. There is we run a whole series of uh, day in the life videos. Wow. So if you, so if you're interested in understanding, like you know, what does a what does a researcher do in the food system? You know, what does a founder of a startup do in the food system? you can actually kind of watch like bites of videos so people can get a real flavor of of what is it actually like. So I'd definitely check that out. That's incredible. I, I will even check that out too. (laughs) Hope so. And EIT food, if you know, our listeners are finding themselves in Europe, can, do you actually have physical offices where they can visit you and kind of learn more? We do. Yeah. So we have six regional offices. You're now going to test me. So one in the UK, <laughs> one in Poland, one in Spain, one in Belgium. Uh, where have I got to? Um, two, sorry, two in Spain, one in Belgium, one in Poland, one in the UK, and one in Germany as well. So we, you know, the idea is that each of these offices looks after its own um, its own area. And um, yeah, you know, the people are there. I, I know from my colleagues in in Spain that actually. Some people have reached out to them, almost just knocked on the door one day and said, wow. I'm really interested in what you do. And someone's come down and had a chat with them. So it is possible. Yeah, wow. absolutely. We're, we're, a, we're a friendly bunch of people. Yeah. You know, if you are really interested in, in the work that we do, you know, please get in, please get in touch. And if you're interested in like the latest tech and trends and innovation and just want to learn, uh, know more, then... I think our feed newsletter, our podcast, and um, you know our digital channels are a really good place to start. And yeah. uh, you know you can you can find us, but you can also find me on the on various channels as well. I know after this, I'll be double checking to make sure that I am subscribed to all those newsletters. <laughs> Please do. I, I think I probably forgot that you know if people do want to get in contact, you know yeah. eitfood.eu is our website. You can check us out on on x which i still can't get used to so x at eit food we're we're big on linkedin food unfolded on instagram um and then obviously yeah check out the food fight a podcast which is on all the usual places you find podcasts perfect well that is our episode thank you so much for listening to the finding your future in food systems podcast and thank you so much matt for sharing more information about eit food Be sure to check them out on all of their social channels and their website and subscribe to their newsletter. And you can find us at foodsystemsnetwork.org where you can find all of our social channels. If you're interested in being featured on the podcast or know an organization that would be, please feel free to email us at kim at foodsystemsnetwork.org. We'd like to give a special thank you to the composer of our intro and outro music, Bo Vincent. And thanks again for listening and see you next time. Yeah, great stuff. Lovely to speak to you, Vivian. Take care, eh?